This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Matt Walsh had quite a time with his What is a Woman tour, which was held Thursday night on the University of Alabama campus in Tuscaloosa. Walsh was invited to speak by the Young Americans for Freedom, who wanted Walsh to deliver his message against the current gender ideology that is being pushed on campuses that anyone can be a woman if they feel like it. Because gender ideology wages its assault against our knowledge of ourselves. A person fully in thrall to this lunacy has lost grip on not just reality, but on the reality of himself. Gender ideology doesn't simply replace one notion of the self with some other newer notion. Rather, it replaces one notion of the self with no notion at all. And that's the whole reason why the gender ideologue cannot answer the what is a woman question and cannot name any of the other sexes, even though he claims that there are many more. That's because he seeks to replace what is definable and knowable with this hazy, indecipherable mess of contradictions and falsehoods. He replaces light with darkness and soon gets lost in it himself and will probably eventually succumb to despair and tragically in a large number of cases, suicide. That's because a person cannot live in such a state. He certainly cannot thrive or be happy in a state like this. Walsh's presence on the college campus was opposed by a group of socialist leftists known as the University of Alabama Youth Democratic Socialists of America. They call Walsh's message transphobic and harmful. Well, it also looks like the campus newspaper at the University of Alabama is getting some competition politically. The Capstone Free Press has started up this year and is being run by a group of conservative students at the university. One of the organizers, Ginger Marrow, spoke with 1890 News, saying that the Capstone Free Press is very open about their political leanings, whereas the Crimson White paper is not about their left-leaning writers. That is until the Crimson White editorial board made it very clear that they were endorsing Doug Jones and Joe Biden in the 2020 elections. Marrow says that conservative campus events and issues were not cast in a favorable light within the Crimson White if they were even considered at all and reported on. The Crimson White is a student-body newspaper that has been printing for over a century. The constitutional carry law that is in place here in Alabama will soon be implemented when it comes to state parks. The Department of Conservation and Natural Resources announced that a written permission to carry a firearm on park property here in Alabama will no longer be required at the start of 2023. This move from the DCNR is more in response to a federal lawsuit than trying to align with Alabama state law. Plaintiff William Mitchell filed the lawsuit against the DCNR commissioner and Alabama's Attorney General Steve Marshall. Mitchell did so after a state park manager denied him the right to possess a firearm this past July. Mitchell filed his complaint in October of this year. Now the DCNR commissioner, Chris Blankenship, says the new policy will become consistent with current state law starting at the new year. A Mobile County Circuit judge is headed back to the bench after a judicial ethics complaint against him is resolved. Judge James Patterson will resume his position at the start of next week. Patterson has been suspended since the summer months after the Alabama Judicial Inquiry Commission brought charges against him for violating the canon of judicial ethics. Some of those accusations against Patterson involve using profanity from the bench as well as referencing Governor Kay Ivey as Governor Meemaw. 
Patterson did so verbally and in some of the papers that he wrote. Patterson has agreed to refrain from this form of what he called humor, and the Judicial Inquiry Commission went on record stating that the judge's comments did not constitute a crime, nor did he have motives of personal or monetary gain. Patterson has agreed to pay the costs of a court reporter for his ethics case, along with other sanctions. A former pastor from Decatur enters a not guilty plea for the charges of sexually abusing an underage victim. 59-year-old Danny Pitts was arrested and charged in November of 2021. The indictment against Pitts lists the victim as over the age of 12 and under the age of 16, who was forcibly compelled to engage in sexual intercourse. Pitts was the pastor at Grace Point Church in Decatur at the time. Preparations have been underway in Birmingham to get ready for all the activities that are coming up this weekend. The Magic City Classic starts up today with a Saturday game at Legion Field between Alabama A&M and Alabama State. This long-standing football team rivalry between the two HBCUs happens every year in Birmingham. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the energy minister of Saudi Arabia is indirectly warning President Joe Biden that depleting strategic oil reserves to keep gas prices down could prove to be a bad decision in the future. Prince Abdulaziz bin Salman issued this warning when he spoke at a Saudi investment conference, saying it's a method that's being used right now to manipulate markets, and he feels compelled to warn those countries engaged in these methods that losing emergency stock oil may become painful in the months to come. The Saudi prince did not reference Biden or the U.S. government explicitly. However, there really is only one nation right now that is releasing from their petroleum strategic reserve, and that is the U.S. The polls keep coming out ahead of the midterm elections, and the latest from USA Today shows a mass exit of Hispanics from the Democrat Party. The poll says that 40% of Hispanics and 21% of blacks are planning to back the Republican generic ballot. The main reason why is inflation. Back in 2020, exit polls showed Donald Trump winning 32% of the Hispanic vote and 12% of black voters, so clearly that has gone up. There are now Asians, Hispanics, blacks, and Native Americans running for Congress on the Republican ticket. In fact, Hung Cow is one of them. Cal was running for Congress in Virginia and recently spoke on Fox News. Well, you know, this is the American dream. We've lived it, and now we want it to, uh, to give it to everybody else, too. I mean, Joe Biden this morning, with this huge inflation and uh, $31 trillion in uh, debt, he's talking about uh, legroom on airplanes and how that's racist. We just want to be Americans, right? We came here for the American dream. We want to be called Americans. And look at this panel right now. And also, look at all the people running right now. There's 33 Hispanics. There's 28 African Americans, 13 Asians, and three uh, uh, Native Americans. This is the most diverse class you're going to have. Cow is a retired Navy captain who is challenging the Democratic incumbent in Virginia's 10th congressional district. An election group out of Georgia is touting a recent state Supreme Court ruling for one of the many lawsuits that were filed after the 2020 election. Voter GA had their case dismissed by Judge Brian Amaro back in October of 2021 on the basis that the petitioners lacked standing and failed to show cause of injury. Earlier this week, however, the Georgia State Supreme Court heard the appeal argument coming from a case involving the sons of Confederate veterans, and the state Supreme Court determined that Federal standing requirements do not apply to the state court when they're applying state law, that they should only consider the Georgia Constitution. Also, the state said injury does not need to be individualized, which counters what the lower court judge had determined. 
This latest legal development could also affect the voter GA case that was dismissed last year, and this would come only a few days left before the state of Georgia's election committee and secretary of state will be allowed to destroy election evidence from 2020. Election news is also coming from the state of Florida, which involves ballot harvesting. A Democrat whistleblower has filed an affidavit with the newly created election crimes unit in that state. Cynthia Harris alleges that ballot harvesters came to her home while she was a candidate for the Orange County Commission back in 2017. Harris says this is part of an effort that has been going on for years in the Orlando area, and she recently spoke about all of this on Just the News. This uh, this lady, she she worked for the known ballot broker, and she came to my house and she asked for the absentee ballot. I invited her in my house, and I was talking to her, and I asked her who she was working for, and she had a script in her hand. So I said, well, you mind if I um, take a look at your script? I mean, she said, sure. Not knowing that who I was, she didn't realize who I was when she came to my house. And I said, you mind if I make a copy? So I made a copy and gave her back her her script. And so that's how I was able to see the actual physical script that they are given when they're going to, from door to door. As a result of Harris's affidavit, Governor Ron DeSantis has asked the Election Crimes Unit to seek a full criminal investigation with the Florida State Police. Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk is set to begin a whole new endeavor in the Twitterverse. Musk has already been seen walking into the social media company's headquarters in California earlier this week. His purchase of Twitter is being officially wrapped up with him becoming the new owner and president today. One of the most recent tweets from Musk on his account stated that the beautiful thing about Twitter is how it empowers citizen journalism, people who are able to disseminate news without an establishment bias. Sounds like Musk is off to a good start. We'll just have to wait and see. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out 1819 News, the podcast, as Brian Dawson sits down with Alan Mendehall, where they discuss social credit scores and ESG. Well, these asset management companies that I just referred to, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, etc., manage trillions and trillions of dollars worth of assets. I mean, they are so rich, it is astounding. They're richer than a lot of governments. And... What they do is rather than divesting from companies like, say, fossil fuels or nuclear power or whatever it is, rather than divesting from those companies, what they do is they try to take them over and they try to buy as many shares as possible so that they can exercise their proxy powers to bully their corporate board of directors into moving that company to the left. And it is uh, masterful. But uh, it, it very nefarious. It is a, a breach of fiduciary duty to the people whose money is being vested. There are people pushing back. Vivek Ramaswamy has uh, started a company called Strive Asset Management that is trying to push back on this uh, through similar tactics, but trying to depoliticize the whole process rather than pushing it necessarily in a conservative direction. It's just right. trying to encourage corporations to, hey, maximize your returns, earn profits. You're going to add value through to society by creating jobs and producing goods and services and innovating and doing these things that businesses do. You don't actually need to be political in order to give back to society. You can listen to more of that podcast at 1819news.com under the podcast tab. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of the daily detail 
on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 